Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of At The Bar, where we get a chance to sit down and have conversations around health and fitness and mindset with a variety of folks. Today on the show, we've got Chris Garrett. Chris is an athlete at the gym, gotten to know him over the years here and thought he'd be a great candidate to come on the show, tell us a little bit about himself and uh, share with us some of the different ways in which he's focusing on fitness and mindset and things like that. So really excited to have him on. So Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So we'll uh, help our listeners get up to speed on telling us just a little bit about yourself. Give us a, a background or a, a feel for uh, what's going on in your world. Yeah. So um, right now a lot. <laughs> I've got uh, um, you know, I'm 39 years old, uh, married to my amazing wife, Megan, who I'm sure, you know, some of you know, if you see her dropping in, uh, to the shoe five forty five class too. And then, um, you know, together we have two daughters. So I'm a girl dad of, of a five and a three-year-old Emerson and Scarlett, and they're a handful too. I know some of the guys on the shoe fly sluggers team have seen them out of the games <laughs> screaming and yelling. Um, and we have another one on the way here in the next couple of weeks, actually. So, um, so getting ready to start that whole world over again with a third girl. Um, so girl, dad for life. So, um, between all those things, I just, uh, professionally, I work in the, um, insurance industry and the catastrophic peril wholesaling industry kind of stuff, hurricane insurance type industry. Um, and then I try my best to work out as much as possible. So I fit that all in there somehow, so. <laughs> yeah, and I love that, giving us sort of a lot of different pieces to work with here. I'm sure we're gonna have an opportunity to dive into a variety of them. Let's start with the fitness side and then mm -hmm. we'll kind of work our way through some of the family and other pieces. So tell us a little bit about what your fitness journey has been like. So being 39 now, um, probably had a variety of things you've gotten into. Currently, CrossFit is uh, what's been on the docket, but give us a little background into what your fitness history has been like. Yeah, so um, I've done a lot. You know, I, I grew up um, the two brothers that we were separated by only four years. Actually, my oldest brother is less than a year older than me. Um, and so we competed uh, at everything and with everything. I mean, it could be a tape, you know, a tape ball, wiffle ball, home run derby in our basement or, you know, whatever it was, we were just always competing. Um, and unfortunately for me, since I was so close to age, my older brother, I usually ended up having to play uh, level up in competition because they didn't want to split us up. So I ended up being, you know, the seven-year-old playing in the eight, nine and 10-year-old leagues and things like that. And so I was always exposed to uh, levels of competition that were um, superior to me, you know, um, and, and I felt like that helped my development, certainly uh, made me an extremely competitive person because I never wanted to never wanted to fail, never, you know, and I don't like to fail and I always like to win. So I just made me try all that much harder. So I put a lot of focus into that, you know, grew up playing bat and ball sports, team sports, um, excelled in a variety of them, um, uh, really focused on baseball and did that for a while. Um, you know, had some bad luck, <laughs> like 99.9% .9 of all the people who play sports. And uh, eventually at one point I had to make a decision that that, that time had come and gone, uh, you know, due to various injuries and just not being able um, to compete at that level um, and making that realization and moving on. 
Um, then my fitness journey kind of went dark, you know, it was kind of like it was non-existent after, you know, years of working hard, waking up in the morning, strength training, conditioning, training, practice, game, you know, whatever it was, just cons life consistently revolving around athletics to, hey, I I'm just done with it, you know. Um, and so I kind of focused on my career outside of sports and kind of, you know, left fitness altogether for a while there. Um, and then flash forward, you know, years of, you know, not taking care of myself and things like that I came to the realization, hey, I really need to get in shape and, uh, you know, I had some stuff going on. So I started um, actually into the world of like kind of endurance sports. So like long distance running, marathons, triathlons, um, things like that. So I did that for years um, uh, until my back started taking a toll on me from all the training and ran into some pretty bit bad back problems, um, ended up having to have a pretty significant laminectomy back surgery uh, when I was 33 years old. <laughs> so uh, about seven years ago now. And, um, and then that started the next part of my journey. Um, you know, after back surgery and after, you know, a year of rehab and constant physical therapy and getting through that situation, it was finally signed off that I could start doing something physical and active again. And I really didn't know what that was going to be. Um, so I started to try to run again. And I realized really quickly that it wasn't going to be running, <laughs> especially long distances a lot. And, and if anybody who knows endurance running, you have to put in the miles. That's just what it is. The miles are necessary. Um, you know, sure, I can go out and run a half marathon one time. But if I want to do it, do it competitively, I got to do it a lot. And uh, that wasn't going to be the case anymore. So at that same time, my younger brother had actually had started CrossFit um, not too long before that. And he kept, you know, he was kind of needling at me and saying, hey, it's something where you should really give it, a, give it a shot. You know, it'll be, it would be good for your back, good for your core, get you, put strength back on you. Since I neglected strength, since I quit team sports, I, I you know, I didn't lift weights. And then I physically wasn't able to lift weights because my injuries at one point, you know, I just wasn't able to pick up anything more than a gallon of milk. So, um, but my only, recollection of CrossFit was one time seeing on ESPN2 and I thought of you know what a joke it was because I, I think if I recall it was like the snatch workout with power snatch workout with like Jason Kalipa and I think the bar was only like 75 pounds and they were like sprawling all over the place I mean the form was terrible it was just disgusting to watch and I'm just sitting there like that's not something I want to do that looks like I will hurt myself not help myself but he kept at me and then I so I went uh, to try out a CrossFit workout uh, with him. And as soon as I did it, I was instantaneously hooked. I mean, it, it was one workout. It wasn't, I mean, we were in the warm up, and I, and I was just like, you know what, I, this is something I think I'm going to like. And then after that day, I signed up immediately for a year. Um, and just, and I've been going at it since for seven years. Um, uh, since so that's kind of like a background of, of what, um, how I got to where I am today. Um, you know, and obviously now I'm seven years into it. Uh, and I'm, I'm more fit than I was seven years ago. So uh, I would keep trying to, you know, follow that path. Yeah, uh, I think it's fascinating that so many athletes have a very similar journey. I think mine, you know, mimics yours of you're told to work out a certain way and you show up and you're working towards a specific goal. And then you finally get out of that and you're kind of like, well, now what do I do? And it's interesting that, you know, your fitness journey went dark and I had a similar experience. And what I'm curious is with some of those different uh, fitness adventures you've had, whether it's the endurance or the CrossFit, 
what is it that you're looking for or what is it maybe that sort of pushed you into some of those different uh, fitness adventures, whether it was the endurance or whether it was the CrossFit, like what stuck out to you as the things that were most enjoyable about them? Yeah, overall, it's my health uh, and capability, you know, being capable of doing things, um, you know, is priority number one is just, you know, obviously having a wife and kids that you, you makes me just want to get up every day and, and wants me to be able to get up and do things every day. And so I think the number one objective that I have is minding my health and fitness. And then, you know, complementary to that is the more that just given my nature, the more that I do it then the more the competitive side comes in, then it's like, then I want to take it to the next level. And so then that is kind of what it ends up transitioning into where, you know, as long as I'm, but as long as I'm achieving objective A and it's my main guiding focus, you know, objective B kind of just falls right in line with that because whenever I do something, I put all of my effort and energy into it. I don't like to do, you know, I've given up things to that, you know, like golf, we talk about golf a lot, like golf, I used to be a really good golfer. And uh, I just don't have the time and energy to put enough time that I, because I can go out there and play around and just not perform well and not enjoy it. And so it's like, if I don't have the time to do something, it's really hard for me to commit because there's so many different things to do. Um, you know, time, is very short you know days are only so long and you gotta sleep to recover and so it's you know you only have the opportunity to take advantage of things and so when I do things I want to be intentional with them and I want to I want to focus my time and make sure that I'm doing them to the best of my abilities yeah and some things that I think were really cool what you said there was having a variety of reasons for what pushes you or makes you want to engage in fitness and having that top priority and knowing what that is in terms of being able to move and keep up with your kids and be there for your family is a, a really, really strong why. And then that secondary piece is still enjoying the competitive side uh, is really, really something that can help us to stay consistent along the way. And something that I heard you mention there that I thought is interesting, and, and maybe you can give us some greater insight into is the, the idea of time. And you think about, you know, over the last year and a half and you've got a lot more experience than just that of how everybody's schedules and daily routines and things have shifted um, for better or for worse. But I think a lot of people do feel like they, they struggle to find the time to engage in uh, movement for the day or to eat a certain way or to push themselves in a certain way, especially when you, know, you look at a full-time job, you've got family, kids on the way. Talk to us a little bit about how you've come to balance or find the balance with still prioritizing health and fitness and competitive goals with family and work life and things like that? Yeah, I mean, for me, fortunately, I'm one of the people that, you know, for the last year and a half, things have somewhat gotten probably a little bit easier than they used to be. Mm -hmm. um, my schedule prior to COVID, I think a lot of people know that I, I traveled a lot for work. I mean, I was gone virtually every other week, Tuesday through Thursday or Friday. Um, you know, in and out of hotels, on and off planes, um, you know, even trying to make room to work out in those situations is difficult because you're usually either sore um, or you're tired or, or things just aren't going right. You know, it's hard to eat correctly when you're, when you're put into those positions. So things just become difficult. So I, like before COVID, I was living this life of being in the gym for a week and then being out of the gym for a week, you know, and it was just this like up and down. I was kind of just maintaining like a, 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 
an equilibrium, like a baseline of fitness. And then it wasn't until when COVID started where, you know, I was all of a sudden, obviously I'm home every day. I'm not traveling. So I was really able to, um, it's not only just um, be working out every day, um, but also eating correctly every day. Um, you know, we, for, for, the, for the most part, we eat pretty healthfully at home. And, you know, and so you could get away from that on the road. So just settling into my weekly lifestyle, what used to look like when I was not on the road, but doing that on an everyday basis, every week it worked out for me. Um, really well and I, and I started getting into much you know much better shape very quickly I was I was I was losing the right type of weight and then that's when it started the newest journey that I'm on where it's like trying to gain weight and that's been a big difficulty but I think the time thing for me also is I'm fortunate that since I've always worked from home I've always been able to like um when I was home or when I am home now I was kind of center my midday break like lunch break if you will around going to the gym so i've always had that leeway to be able to do that and i know that's harder for some people to have to go to an office or you know things like that so fortunately for me i haven't had to exchange time with my you know wife and kids to come to the gym in the evenings or something like that or or force myself to need to wake up at like 5 a.m to hit those a.m classes like i know a lot of people do um, but I have done that in the past. I don't enjoy it. My back doesn't really, to this day, really cooperate with me first thing in the morning. Um, you know, it takes me a couple hours to get that warmed up. <laughs> um, but so I, those are things that, but I, I just try to, I, I try to manipulate my schedule to always make sure that I prioritize that one, at least the one hour in the middle of the day to hit the gym. And so my advice to anybody would be, you know, whatever it is, whenever you know you can make to the gym consistently, just always try to prioritize that hour because it's the most important thing for me. The most important thing is being healthy because then if you're not healthy, none of the other things really matter. I mean, you're, you know, you're not going to be around or you know, your things, your lifestyle will deteriorate over time. Um, you know, things will add up if you're not taking care of yourself first. So that's, that's why, you know, when I started back into fitness, it was, I, I needed to get my, you know, priorities in line with my health, because there's definitely some things with high blood, things that, you know, just sneak up on you if you're not doing the, you know, doing, taking care of yourself properly. So, Yeah. And I am curious because I think that's a, a really unique perspective of, you know, having the, the ability to plan out your day, block off the time that allows you to get the, the movement in for the day or eat healthier, things like that. Uh, what sort of differences have you noticed between when you were in sort of travel mode, week on, week off, and now? I know you mentioned that you were able to lose a little bit of weight. Now your goals have shifted a little bit. Um, anything else you notice, whether it's, you know, uh, physical, mental, anything like that of just being consistent now? Yeah, I mean, there was, a, you know, I, I won't... Um... I think one of the things that I realized is once COVID started to bake in and, you know, there was a lot of, it was, an, you know, there was a lot of negative outlook going on and like what things are going to look like, what's going to happen. And like, and, and I was no different, but one thing that I just decided was like, if I can make one positive situation come of this, what's it going to be? And it was like, the, the only thing I could control was, you know, what I'm doing. And, 
Um, and what, what I could do is to work out and get healthy. And so it was like, I, I enlisted the help of street, um, uh, with her nutrition plan immediately. Cause I immediately noticed like, well, Hey, look, I'm working out a lot more <laughs> and I'm tired and I'm losing weight. And I, you know, and like, and, and things are, I, I feel like this is an opportunity to do something positive, right? Like to get something going in the right direction. So streets helped work, uh, with me a lot with my diet, anybody that, doesn't work with street, I would highly encourage you to do so because just the, the gains that I've had with um, my fitness because of what I'm putting in my body is, as I feel is tremendous. So I, 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 I'll never forget when I started eating, you know, what she told me to eat, even regardless of how like I felt like I shouldn't be eating that much food or whatever the case what, what it was, but I just felt so much better in the gym. And it helped my recovery so much more to have the right um, stuff in me. Uh, so that, and then, you know, that's kind of what I, um, you know, strive to do initially, the, the changes I made to head in a different direction. And then just, and then there's, you know, identifying some of my goals and what those goals, what I wanted things to look like. You know, I, I was also in the process when we coming back to the gym, I was turning 39. So I'm, you know, coming in, I, you know, I'm a little bit older than most people at the gym. I know, you know, there's some older people than me, but, it's, um, you know, 40 is a big year, I guess you'd call it. So it was like looking at, you know, I've got a year, you know, to 40. And so what does that look like? And, and, um, you know, can I be, can I feel fitter or healthier than I've ever felt and, 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 and earn it, you know, I feel like a lot of the things that I accomplished as a kid, uh, or when I was younger were based on God given ability, you know, and just talent, you know, I didn't have to earn it. I, 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 hand-eye coordination is something, you know, you can get better at it, but you're born with it or you're not. You can hit a 95 mile per hour fastball or you can't. It's not something that you learn. Whereas fitness, I feel like the thing I love about CrossFit is it is for anybody and the fact that if you show up and put in the honest effort and you do the reps, you'll get an honest result. I mean, if you do the work and you put it and you do it with an intentional you know, mindset, you'll get results. And that's what I like about it. It's like anybody can get better. And what your best looks like is different for everybody. I mean, we, that's when you know, genetics and things come into play too. I mean, not everybody can be Matt Frazier because they show up to the gym every day, but you can be better than you were yesterday or healthier than you were yesterday or more mobile than you were yesterday if you work out with intention and, um, and you put in an honest level of, of work, so. Yeah. Some things I heard you say there that I, I love. One was just that general perspective or outlook. Uh, anytime we're faced with a challenge or a situation that may not look like it's going to have a great outcome, we, we have an opportunity to decide and choose how we want to think about it. And for you, it sounds like choosing to be a little bit more optimistic and say, hey, what can I, what can I do? What's within my control, whether it's nutrition, movement, et cetera, to take advantage of this situation sounds like that helped put you in a frame of mind that allowed you then to, to make some of those gains that you've experienced. Uh, there's a, a saying that I've heard rattling around our department where I work, it says never let a crisis go to waste, um, which is very interesting to look at it from that perspective of that's usually some of those moments or opportunities for us to make big changes when there is a crisis or something big is going on. Um, so taking advantage of that is amazing. And then on top of that, starting to dive into um, things outside of movement. What's the nutrition look like? What's the recovery look like? All of those factors to build this model of fitness. 
And what I heard you say too is, you know, coming up on age 40, things are a little different than maybe they were when you were 20, 25, or 30. So you've been doing CrossFit for seven years now. 40 is coming around the corner. I know you've competed a little bit over the last year, um, really focusing on all the factors around fitness. So talk to us a little bit about what's on the horizon or what are some of your goals or what are you striving towards? What um, continues to get you motivated to come to the gym to see where you can be when you turn 40? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a unique time because I feel, um, you know, 40, I obviously get to age up into the new age division of the Masters. The athletes come next open season. So, you know, that that in itself presents an opportunity for me to to really push it. You know, I've been the old guy in the, in the, in the division that I've been in for a while. And so just maintaining my percentile scores is, you know, is, a, was an achievement to itself, I think. <laughs> um, and moving up in the world rankings, I guess you would call it every year as I even got older was even, but now I, I think I, I have a unique um, opportunity that I, I feel like if I can put my best foot forward, uh, I have my ultimate goal this year for fitness would be to would be to make the online age group qualifier, you know, make that top 10% in the world for the 40 to 44 year old males. And, you know, just being around the gym last year with all the athletes that that made the quarterfinals overall or made the age group um, qualifiers and um, the occupational games. I was just really exciting and I was excited for everybody. I was always, you know, sticking around to watch because it's just amazing to watch people perform um, that, you know, the, the level of activity at our gym is just amazing. And it's, it's, um, it's very uh, motivating to be, to be a part of it. So, um, so that's my ultimate goal that relates to fitness is this year is, and I have a lot of weaknesses to address because there's, everybody knows my challenge, you know, with double unders and, uh, you know, that's always going to be in the open. So I've got to, I've got to, I'm putting it in the work right now. I mean, you know, at least I'm trying to and not being frustrated with it because um, there's no physical reason why I can't do it. I think I've created myself a mental situation at this point, but, uh, you know, that's one of them. I, I've, I've, um, I've identified three areas of weakness that I think I need to have addressed in the next six months and if I can do that I think I, I stand a really good chance um, to make that goal realistic so yeah it's it's one of those beautiful things about as you get older and wiser you also get the opportunity then to age up so when you look at the online or age group online qualifiers for the master's division master's goes 35 to 39 40 to 44 45 plus so you spend a couple of years going against what we would consider the young folks in that age group right. and you get to age up. So now you get to be the young one in the category, which is awesome. And uh, it sounds like that that sense of community or camaraderie pushing each other uh, really helps to drive you, uh, whether it's working out, observing others, learning from others, whatever it might be. Uh, I'd be curious to hear a little bit about what's your mentality or mindset when you go into the gym. Um, I think you know, you've done the class programming, so you don't really have to worry about what the workout's going to be or figuring it out for yourself. It's already all programmed. You know what it is. You can see what it is. You have these goals in mind. So talk us a little bit about what it's like to go to the gym each day for you from a mentality standpoint. What do you think about going into the workouts? How do you prepare? How do you make sure that you're being intentional, like you said, with your time there? I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, I think I'm a I'm a Wattify um, 
watcher, I guess you'd call it. Like I'm always waiting for the, the workouts to be posted or whatever, like the, the day before. Now, you know, now I kind of, since I'm doing a lot of extra work in the gym and stuff like that, um, outside of just regular classes, I get a week's glimpse ahead of time to kind of, you know, and I'm plotting out, you know, what my strategy is going to be or, or, uh, or potentially worrying about the third, you know, the Wednesday workouts going to have double unders in it. it, whatever it is, but I'm always thinking about, you know, it's always coming through my mind about, um, and then just like I said, I'm, you know, there's, um, my mindset is, is to be attentional, like, so when I'm there, you know, I might spend two hours at the gym, but it's to, you know, I will want to be accomplishing something, um, you know, and sometimes that accomplishment might be just recovering and sitting on a foam roller or whatever it is. And, but it's just, you know, even if I'm chatting with somebody, I want to, you know, if it's doing something um, or putting in that extra work, but when I get there, I like to have a plan um, for what I'm going to do. So whether it's taking class and then there might be, you know, three other extra things that are listed in the additional training. And, you know, I might have the intention of doing all three, but then I really have to listen to my body. Sometimes that extra three things might turn into, okay, that didn't necessarily, the work class workout took more out of me than I thought it would. Or, um, you know, maybe I, I pick two of the three things to do and I focus on those two things, or maybe the three things that are, you know, maybe the extra work isn't something that's really lining up with what I need to work on. And so then I work on addressing those weaknesses. You know, I'll go work on some strict handstand push-ups or some strict pull-ups, things that, you know, individually for me that I know or, or things that I've identified that that I need to work on. And so I always have that plan go when I come to the gym of like what that hour to two hour window is going to look like what I'm going to do. Um, and then I try to accomplish it all. But if I need to make a change in direction that I do, but I always like to kind of show up with a plan and you know, they, they, they always say, you know, you, you know, everybody has a plan to get punched in the face. And I mean, that happens. I mean, actually, yesterday's a perfect example. It's the first day I have not been to the gym when I've been in the state of North Carolina for like the last year and a half since COVID started, because I just, you know, Tuesday just wrecked me. I did the class workouts. I did all the extra, you know, street training. I went and played in the softball game. And I like, I just, at the end of the night, I was just worn out. And I said, you know, I'm just, I got to take this day off. And I'm looking forward, you know, tomorrow's, today's Thursday, and I'm going to go in and do some of the stuff yet from yesterday today, but I just, that was the first day that was not a Sunday that I haven't been at Shoe Fly that I've been in North Carolina for like a year and a half. <laughs> so it's, uh, it was a weird feeling to spend a whole day not being at the gym, because that's the other thing about, like you said, about community is just, I mean, you know, especially during COVID, a lot of these people, people have become, like, you guys have become my best friend, you know, I spend more time with you than I spent with even, like, some people in my family, you know, just because of what the situation was. And it's a great community to be a part of. I mean, everybody there is so supportive, um, you know, and so helpful and motivating. And so it's, it's just, it's a fun place to go spend two hours. You know, we, we can all suffer together and work out, but it, it, it's fun and enjoyable. And I enjoy my time uh, while I'm there with everybody. Um, and so I don't mind doing it at all. So. Yeah. And I think that's, one thing I heard you say there that I think is really uh, a nice piece to take away is this, this concept of intentionality, of really figuring out what is it that I'm trying to accomplish today. And like you even said, you can even take that to the level of what kind of intensity do I want to bring today? Is today uh, I just need to move because previous days have seemed to accumulate for me? Or is it a day where, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the pedal down and see what we can do today? Or, you know, like you said, if things come up throughout the process and hey, maybe I got to shift or adjust, but having a plan, having some intention behind 
what you're trying to accomplish can be really, really powerful to being efficient with your time and your energy. And yeah, and sometimes your your body and your mind are telling you different things. You know, yeah. I think anybody, um, you know, this day and age, I could have the mindset to to have a good performance, and sometimes my body's just not ready to cooperate. But then there's those days. I don't know how to describe it, but there's a lot less of them than there used to be. But now in my age, it's like there's days when I just know my I, I can push it harder. And yeah. there's days I know I'm going to have a good day. And those days are really exciting because that gives me, you know, that's like the glimpse of, you know, it, it's, it's just really exciting to have everything working together on days, um, you know, mentally and physically. And so physically, I mean, mentally, you can control to the best of your ability. Physically, you can't. So physically, the days that you, you're, you know that you, you, your body feels good and that you're going to perform, it's great to also already have been checked in mentally to be ready to go so that you can really, you know, when you see that workout that you're confident in, that you know you have a plan for and you can attack it and your body is going to respond that way that day those are the best days and i mean just to go in there and have a workout lined up like you couldn't have written a better workout for yourself and your mind's already in it and you're ready to go and you just go out and crush it you know so like you know anything that has wall balls and running like I'm, I'm dialed in and i'm ready to attack it and put up a score um and, and see where it sticks at the end of the day so yeah and, and i love that idea of not only physically being prepared, but mentally being prepared to put yourself into a situation where, hey, it's going to be challenging, might be a little difficult, but physically, I know I'm ready. Mentally, I know that's lined up. And now that provides an opportunity for us to have a great performance. Uh, I think what's so unique about even the gym we're at, I think a lot of gyms can probably relate to this, is that age difference. Um, like you said, at the gym where we get a chance to train, we've got 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, and we have uh, different levels of fitness amongst all of them. You know, you said that you enjoy running with uh, some of the competitive athletes and pushing things. And so I'm curious to hear from you, how do you figure out or, or identify how the body's feeling, how the mind is feeling? Because when you've got 20-year-olds or 30-year-olds or whatever it might be, and, and they're running through things, and you realize, hey, I have to stay in my own lane at times, but I also want to push and keep up with them. So how do you find that balance around pushing yourself, challenging yourself, but also listening to your body and realizing, you know, maybe you're at a different stage compared to some other people at the gym? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost is a lot of humility. You know, I, I think because you look, you know, or at least I do, you know, I, I still view myself as young and I, I still feel like I act young and, you know, whatever the case may be, but it's, you know, like I work out a lot with, you know, like Maria and Maria is almost half my age. And, you know, I mean, she's an amazing athlete and we work out at lunch and I, I like, I mean, just, and you push and I push myself, but some days I have to realize, okay, Chris, you like you, you know, or, or I have a result and I'm just like, man, like they, you know, she beat me by like 10 minutes, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, I just have to come to terms with it and I have to accept the days when I can beat Maria at something. And then I'm like, you know, it's like, there's very few of those by the way, but I mean, just, you know, if there is that opportunity, but so mentally, I think it's, it is challenging because you just, you, you see, competitive people doing excelling at what they do the best and you know or you feel like you have that in you or you still have that in you and and sometimes things just don't work out but so it's just it's being humble and you know and uh and accepting the fact that you know you're just not 
as you get older, you have to, you know, you just have to learn to adjust and it's every day is not going to be your day. Um, but, but just setting yourself up to perform the best as you can. And, and then, like I said earlier, it's just, as long as, as long as what you're, if, if you're, if you're working out with an honest effort and whatever that effort looks like for you that day, you're going to get better and whatever it is. And it might just be a mental accomplishment of finishing a workout or, you know, or overcoming the fact that you just, you know, got beat by 10 minutes by somebody, but that's not the end of the world because you have to realize, you know, what's going on, um, you know, versus, you know, looking across the room where somebody's looking at you and you beat them by 10 minutes and they're, you know, they, they've got something going on that they're looking to get better at and everything like that. So it's all, it's all relative to the, to the individual person. And we each, um, you know, we each have our own challenges and we, we're all in the gym for a reason. I don't think anybody comes or I think it's like those memes that you see, like people like be a psychopath or somebody that comes to the gym just to, I mean, like who goes to the gym if they don't have a reason, like you gotta have a reason, right? And so everybody has their reason. And, and, and uh, so really ultimately, I think the more my mindset is, is that although I like to compete against people, I think at the end of the day, I, my mindset is to just make sure that I'm competing against myself, that I put in the best effort that I could put in that day for how I was feeling um and and then that's got to be good enough for me because if it's not um then i'm losing sight of that first priority which is just like look i was capable of doing this workout like i was healthy enough to do this workout and that's my first priority and i think um you know i because i've i've been where i wasn't capable of doing like 99 percent of the stuff that we can or i've had it taken away from me or or not been able to physically do it uh so just the fact that i can do it now um is is a reward to itself and i that's when i try to reframe i think reframing is a word that i've been using a lot lately it was a word i picked up in church a couple of weeks ago but just reframing your mindset around things like um you know i just gotta do that mentally to say well look this is what the situation could be but this is what it is and make the best out of it so yeah uh, so many so many nuggets there uh, that we could pull a thread on here uh around <laughs> the idea of one, uh, still enjoying competition. So realize, hey, it's okay to look at the whiteboard or look at who's next to you and still drive um, to see where I stack up or where I go. And at the same time, realizing that at the end of the day, what you can control is the effort and the approach and how intentional you are with the workouts and finding the balance that allows you to stay consistent. If we swing one way or the other too far, um, sometimes it can get out of whack just a little bit and we can experience some of that burnout or frustration at the gym. So it's finding that, that healthy balance. And then that final piece there that I think is really, really important is this idea of reframing, uh, realizing we have a choice in how we think about and how we perceive people, situations, events. It makes a world of difference because I think our brains love to jump to some initial conclusion about our abilities, our skill set, how we did in the workout, somebody else. And then we can take that step back and, and reframe or structure in a way that's going to be more beneficial for us. So you said it's a, a word that's been on your mind a little bit more recently, especially with uh, maybe what's been going on over at your church. So talk to us about reframing. How have you implemented it applied it how have you seen it to be beneficial as a mental skill or a mental tool that you've used for your health and fitness yeah um so i think 
it's just putting the situation as it applies to me, like the, the tree instead of the forest. So for, you know, for instance, it might be like some of the extra work, you know, that the extra work is written for the forest, right? But then you're the tree. And so it's like, well, what am, if I'm not capable of doing that, what am I capable of doing or, or what part of it am I capable of doing or, or what level of it am I capable of doing? And it's reframing it through my eyes and through my capabilities so that I can get something out of it. Because if I just attempt to do something I know I physically can't do or that, that, that I uh, could potentially hurt me or that I won't get any benefit out of, like, you know, for me trying to do one minute worth of handstand walking practices is a waste of time. It's not intentional. So that I have to say, well, what can I do for a minute that will allow me to futuristically be able to handstand walk for a minute? And so that's by reframing it and through the eyes of my capabilities is how I've been applying it to my fitness. And then also just from a competitive standpoint, it's like, okay, well, I can't look at what, you know, yes, do I want to, do I want to compete with Brad and put up a score that's, that's capable of beating Brad or whatever? Yes. But at the end of the day, I got to reframe it to be like, I'm a 40 year old. <laughs> Brad is much younger than I am and he's much more capable than I am. So there's, it's not realistic to look at that frame uh, in all scenarios, but to reframe it in a situation, well, how close was I or how far off was I? And, and did I try hard enough or, or did I put in an effort that even if I didn't get close enough, is it an effort that I know I couldn't have done any better um, given the circumstances? So just reframing things in those that are under my control because um, there's a lot of things that I can't control. Um, but just all circles back to like your effort, the honesty of your effort. Um, and then sometimes you have to be honest with yourself and you might not, like you said earlier, you might not have effort that day. And like, I would not, if I would have went to the gym yesterday, I would not have been able to put out an honest effort. So I wouldn't have been better than I was than when I got there. So I had to look at myself and reframe the picture and just say, okay, you need to take a rest day. And I didn't want to, uh, but um, it's just in the, in, in the reframing it's like, you're not going to gain anything by going to the gym today. You're going to like, you're going to struggle through these workouts. You might even have a bad attitude. You're probably going to rub off on people incorrectly. You know, you, that's the worst case scenario. You know, I, I don't ever want to be a bad influence on anybody at the gym. Hopefully I'm not, uh, I always want to, you know, try to, eat, um, be positive, um, you know, stuff like that. So that the reframing is, I think is looking at things through your eyes and not, um, you know, at least how you're measuring it, you know, um, and not to put yourself at a disadvantage, you know, it's, it's a disadvantage for me to measure myself against Maria, um, you know, and it doesn't put you, it wouldn't put me in a good medical, I mean, I'm a good mental position every day to show up knowing like if I'm measuring myself against Maria every day, well, it's going to be mentally tough to, to show up every day because I know I'm not going to compete with Maria or, or Street or Brad and you know all these people every day it's, it's just not possible so yeah and what's really really fascinating about what you just said there is what is the measuring stick that we're using to determine how successful we are uh, I think it's one of you know favorite exercises I get a chance to do with folks and sounds like you've done it a little bit of yourself is really trying to articulate and define what is success. And when you think about it in terms of, okay, we've got outcomes, winning competitions, taking a certain percentage in your age group, whatever it might be, those are really effective goals to strive towards. But what it sounds like even in your case is finding those controllable 
outcomes, those controllable factors that can define success for you. Did I put in an honest effort at the gym? Did I approach this workout with the right intentionality and the right mindset? Did I, you know, stick to certain rep schemes, whatever it might be? And it seems like for you, that helps that consistency then of you don't get these big highs and lows of every day, depending on what the whiteboard says is determining how successful you were. Rather, it's more based on the things that you can control and that helps you stay consistent along the way. And you can take that peak once in a while to see how others are doing, but I'm measuring my own performance against my own standards. Um, that seems like it's gonna be more helpful for playing the long game than just those short little bursts of uh, wins before then. Yeah, no, absolutely. Cause I used to do that, you know, I, and it was mentally exhausting. And, and uh, especially at my old gym, you know, there's um, before I came to shoe fly, it was, that's the type of mentality I, that I always had. It was, uh, you know, if I, I'm not good enough, I'm, you know, I, whatever the case may be, it was, I was just always measuring myself and, and not really what I can control. And I was a lot more of an immature athlete at that point, as far as CrossFit too. So there was definitely technical things that would eliminate me from the conversation immediately. But I didn't think of it like that because I, I was just, just thought of it like I should be able to do those things and, or learn those things. And it's, it's taken me time to realize that, um, you know, it, it probably would have been easier to learn those things when I was 20 years old, you know, but <laughs> I've got a long laundry list of time and bad habits that I'm still correcting to this day. I mean, like my, I mean, I do bar muscle ups rather successfully, but they're ugly and I could do them a lot better if I had better technique, you know what I mean? Like I, um, so there's still things that even, uh, you know, that I learned that are probably wrong and that are wrong. And I know they are, and I'm working to fix those types of things too, to be, become more efficient, more, because as I get older, efficiency matters, you know, it's like you, you can't afford to waste energy, certainly. So I'm, I'm trying to try to tidy up a lot of that stuff too. So um, you know, that's, that's kind of where I am is, is trying to learn the stuff that I don't know and tidy up the stuff that, you know, uh, even that I think I know, or that I think are my strengths, you know, like even like, like, a, like rowing, it's like, I mean, you can be, I can be humbled really quickly on a rower. And I just was on Tuesday. I mean, those, I, I even told street and I was like, I mean, it was like Monday and we were talking about something and I said, something about oh that's not a lot of rowing and she was just like you know kind of like screw you Chris you know it's like yeah and I'm like whatever and then I did the workout but because I'm so technically inefficient in double unders my strength was eliminated because when I got on that rower my heart rate was out of control and those rows were the most challenging things that I, and I and I second and I never then never anticipated feeling like that on a rower to where I was struggling to get off a rower and never thought I'd sit on a rower that long for those distances. And, and so it's that type of thing, um, you know, it's, it's humbling. And, and that's one thing I love about CrossFit every day. Cause you just never know, you just never know what to expect sometimes until you get in it. And uh, that's, what's interesting about it. Instead of just showing up to a gym and lifting weights for 45 minutes and scrolling through Facebook in between sets and then going home, you know, it's like, you just don't know what to expect. And it's, that's why that's what makes it enjoyable for me. So. Yeah. And I think we've had a, a really great conversation here today. And the things that I'm taking away that I love is this idea of focusing on the factors that you can control, determining what success looks like for you, outcome goals. Great. But then figure out what are the day-to-day -day 
uh, metrics that you're going to measure yourself against, uh, whether that's technique, whether that's vote or effort, the attitude, whatever that might be is really important. And then also as you age is uh, finding that community, finding those groups of people that can support you, push you forward and allow you to stay motivated. Um, so I think that's always important. And then finally too, even like we talked about in the way beginning of this idea of being intentional with your time. Um, it's one of those resources we don't get back. You only have so many minutes and hours in the day. And for you, prioritizing what is meaningful and what is important to you, and then making sure that that stays on the calendar. Um, and it will probably mean that some other areas may get sacrificed, but at least in your perspective and you know my experience as well, the, the return on investment is really, really high when it comes to including movement, including uh, eating, including mental training or whatever it is into your day-to-day -day for what you can experience in the time you do get with your wife and kids or whatever it might be. So with all of that said, uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us today and providing some of your insight that you've come to know over the years as an athlete and as a competitive CrossFit athlete now, competitive softball player. Uh, we've got another young one on the way. So excited to see how that plays a role for you. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Yeah, hopefully uh, the, the the new baby um, won't like wreck everything that I just said and then nobody believes me because I stopped showing up to the gym or whatever. Yeah. So, so hopefully we'll I'll have, uh, We'll have another episode a month or two into uh, the newborn and see how uh how does it compare to life without the newborn so right right like follow-up episode and if, if chris is keeping his uh commitment and advice that's right uh so chris if anybody is interested in following along with your journey or life or anything like that is there any way that you stay up to date or keep people up to date on what's going on or how does that work for you I'm a terrible social media person. I don't post a lot. I surf a lot, but I, I don't post a ton. But I, in my, I think on my Instagram is Christopher C. Garrett. So I post things occasionally there, but, uh, but my, and it's usually just pictures of my daughters uh, or about NC State baseball. But, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, but other than that, it's, I don't, I don't update a whole lot. Uh, but that's something that I, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I'll change that. We'll see what happens. Yeah, sounds good. Well, thanks so much, Chris. Uh, thank you for joining us on another episode of At The Bar. All right, I appreciate it. Take care.